up, Talking Fight fans? Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Knuckle Up with yours truly, Mike Orr, and today my special guest, Nathan Corliss. Welcome. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule to come and join us today and, uh, you know, chat it up with me. Uh, big fan. Definitely like watching you do work in the ring, man. And uh, I can't wait to see you back in there. But unfortunately, an injury uh, is going gonna, is gonna to stop that for a little while. Uh, we'll talk all about that. But um, definitely, I, w- I want to get the fans uh, knowing who you are, man. And, and how did it all start? How did you get into boxing? What age were you? Yeah, nice one for, for, for inviting me on. I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I, I started boxing when I was about 12, I'd say. But it's always been in the family, obviously, with my uncle Noel mm-hmm. um, and, and my dad. You know, he, he got me into boxing. I've always loved boxing. Um, grew up watching the likes of Joe Frazier, Ali, um, Joe Lewis, you know, on, on videotapes. And I've always loved the sport. So I think it was inevitable, really, that I would end up being a boxer. Um, and just one day, my dad said, you know, you've got to get off, you got to get off the Xbox and start doing some sports. <laughs> so I, um, I chose boxing and it went from there, really. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what? It's, it's, it's a good thing you did put down the Xbox, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, your uncle, your uncle had a pretty, a pretty good uh, pro career. Uh, do you, did you feel pressure to, to get into boxing because of it or was it, was it just always a passion because it was in your family? Um, there was no pressure on me to, to get into boxing. It was I chose the sport. Um, I I done. I played football. I had a go at running, um, and then it was just you know try boxing, and then it went from there. Really, there was no pressure on me to to go on and be a professional to even fight. It was just to get me out, get me out the house, and you know do some sport and get a bit of discipline. Um, and yeah, it went from there, and I started getting better. I obviously I felt like I had real natural talent for it, and then I, you know, just kept progression in the amateurs. And I was always fighting lads who were a lot more experienced than me. You know, I only had nineteen fighters in amateur, right? And I achieved, you know, quite a bit. I beat a lot of top lads um, during my time as an amateur, and you know. I end up turning pro and I feel like, you know, if it wasn't for me dad pushing me and stuff, I wouldn't, wouldn't be at the, in the position I was in now. Right. So is your dad, is, he, is, is your dad a big part of your training? Uh, does, does yeah, he... he's, he's always been a big part of the training, but um, I'd say in lockdown, I told him to get his coaching badge. Okay. So now he's, he's a part of the team. He's, um, He's the, he's the second man in the corner, basically. Okay. Okay. Uh, who's 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 your head trainer? Uh, Tommy Smith. He, Tommy I've been Smith. with Tommy since I was an amateur. Oh, okay. Yes. And now uh, you 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 were at uh, ABC, right? At the Salisbury ABC. Yeah. I started off in the Golden Gloves, right. and then we we left and then joined the the, the Salisbury in um, 2012. And you were there. You were their first. Uh, Fighter to go pro, correct? Yeah, first fighter to go pro with them, as as a club. Obviously, there's been a, a lot of other fighters who have turned pro in the past from the Solly, but right. he never actually turned over with them. I was the first one. Yeah. How how did that feel when uh, when 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 that happened? Uh, really yeah, you know, 
it was you know it was it was a proud moment for me you know as you know there's a lot of decent pros have come out of that gym and me being the one to to set it all alight for, for the solid to, to have their you know pro stable it was it was great and i um you know i wish them all the best as well for whatever future plans they have right what um what are some of your short-term goals well I know you just got injured. You tore, you know, why don't you just tell us about it? I know we were yeah. talking about it off camera. Your last fight, you won it. Uh, you're now 11 and 0, correct? Um, yeah. Let us, yeah. Let us um, so Saturday night, I boxed in the MS Arena on the Liam Smith on the card. Fantastic night, other than yeah. me rupturing me, me, me tendon in the bicep in the third round. Um, you know, I'm going to be out of action. Probably till about March. I'm trying to get, trying quickly get me operated in the next two weeks, um, and then it's three, four months rehab. Um, you know rehab. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be staying in the gym and and doing everything I can to stay fit. Obviously, just not being able to throw my left hand. Right. Um, but you know, I, me, me, me plan is March, twenty twenty three gutted but you know what these things happen in the sport and you've just got to you know stay mentally strong as well right do you uh do you feel pressure at all to uh come through with that that, that first stoppage or you just don't let that bother you at all when you're in the ring and <laughs> um, you know what it, it does obviously i would like i would like the stoppage i thought i was going to get on the weekend right. and then obviously i i tore the bicep um i had them down in the second round with a good shot yeah. um it was towards the end of the second and then uh in the third round the bicep thing happened and then i just i couldn't really set my shots off right so i was just doing enough to win the rounds and you know i, I caught him with some still caught him with some nice shots and to be fair to him you know he, he took the shots well and um I, you know i think you know it was just one of those things I, I don't feel any pressure because end of the day you know when you when you move up in these levels mm -hmm. you don't tend to see as many knockouts in right. when, when when the fighters reach a certain level I'm not saying that they don't people can always have an equalizer and that, mm -hmm. that's not to say i don't have power because i do have power oh definitely but, <laughs> um you know boxing ability you know is 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 you know that's that's the art you, you should, everyone should know how to box properly so i feel like People can underestimate me and they can do that all they want, you know. But when we get in there and, you know, they're not able to land the shots on me, not able to land the power punches and I'm boxing that tough, I think, you know, a lot of the time it's going to, you know, it'll come down to that and, and, and you know, people will quit. Um, or you get late stoppages, you know. Right, right. Honestly, uh, when I watch you fight, uh, you do have a very very intelligent like ring iq uh you know it shows that you've had a lot of a lot of skills taught to you throughout yeah. you know your amateur career and stuff so the fact that you don't have a stoppage you know it it, it doesn't really matter because honestly i love watching you outbox these yeah. guys over the distance, <laughs> yeah. man, to be honest and you're coming through with these victories every time and congratulations for saturday's win even yeah, with, that, you know, with that bicep um where do you see yourself in the next two years where would you like to be at well, you know, I'm, I'm I want to be pushing now for for big fights. Um, you know, whether that's I'm going to need a fight to come back in March after the injury, and then from there, you know, I want to be pushing on for British titles and stuff. Now, right. I feel like I'm re I'm ready to do it. 
you know, I don't fear anyone in the division. And, you know, I want to test myself against these big lads because I think when when I, when I when we step up and we're all when we all meet, I think that's when you'll see the best version of me when I fight when I'm when I'm in the ring with someone. Um, you know, who you, who you know you've got to really perform against. And there's no disrespect to, to me past opponents. Um, but sometimes I, I find that I, I'm winning fights in first gear. Um, and when I was I was up for this, this for this Webster fight, I was really up for it. Best I've ever trained. You know, I was training like an absolute demon in the gym. I was doing all my cardio. I never cheated once on my diet. And, you know, I'd done everything that was asked of me um, for this for this Michael Webster fight. And for whatever reason, you know, he um, he could he couldn't fight, and you know, I wish him the best of luck on it and whatever he's got wrong with him and in his recovery. But um, you know, once I get back uh, fighting, you know, I want to be pushing on now, and I want to be looking for titles myself. Right. What uh, what, what do you think the biggest lesson uh, you've learned in boxing is today? Um. You know, you can you can never underestimate anyone. I think that's you know it's an old cliche, but yeah, you can you can never underestimate anyone. You've you've always got to go in to these fights a hundred percent, right? hundred percent. You got to you, you can't you can't cheat. You, you know, I've done I've done it in the past. You know, you might not have trained as hard in that session, and you you know this year really for me has been. A turning point in, in in my mentality as well um right. you know I'm, I'm on it constantly and i'm i'm always looking to better myself and what can i do to get fitter what can i do to get stronger what what diet you know getting a nutritionist and getting a, a good strength conditioning coach and you know sparring you know it's all got it's all got to be right hasn't it right now, so with a nutritionist, so you've now recently brought on a nutritionist into yeah. your into your training. It was since the um, Steve Collins fight. Oh, okay, and and how do you how do you feel like um, before you get in? Like, is is it helping? Like, does it give you more energy, or do you feel less sluggish and all that? Yeah, it's it's more to do. You know, when you're training, um, right. you know, when when you're really overloading on training, and and you're feeling tired, and you don't want to. You don't want to go and do this session because your body's, you know, your body's crying out really. But since since um, getting me nutritionist, you know, you're able to you're able to just do that little bit extra. You know, your body's still tired, but you've got the energy to go and do it. Whereas in the past, you know, you you you're sort of guessing with your food, mm-hmm. where when you've got someone on board telling you what to eat, and then um, you know, have this have a caffeine chewy or to get you through this session just little things like that you know adds up to a lot was there anything that was introduced into your diet that you had never eaten before that uh that you were kind of surprised um no what no you know it's all it's all basic foods the only thing i would say was like um bringing like caffeine on as like a um you know before before sessions when you're tired um obviously you you can have a little coffee and stuff anyway but you know yeah having having quite a bit of caffeine just to to give you that little energy boost to get through the strength conditioning session or to get through the sparring session so you know just little things like that you know the um they don't half make a difference right i know you've sparred some um some some good names um what what's what's the best sparring session that you've had 
and and who was it with? Um, I'd probably say um, the the most I enjoyed was being down and with Huey Fury for can't remember what camp it was, but we was we was asked down. I think I was two and zero at the time as a pro. We were asked down for um, a full full training camp, um, and you know being around them and being around Peter Fury. And, and seeing how they train and how they spar, you know, at the time I was only doing four rounders and just to look and see, you know, the type of fitness level that these top lads have got, you know, it, it doesn't half inspire you to, you know, to uh, to get to that, to get to that point. And, um, you know, it showed in, in for this camp for the Webster fight, you know, I was getting two lads two lads in for spar and I was doing 10 rounds they were doing six or four each um and you know and you're pushing on in the 10th round right. and um you know that that was that was you know brilliant for me as well because you got you get yourself to this fitness level and you see all the hard work you've put in over the years getting to getting to that point right um, who, if, if you could fight anybody right now, like if your arm wasn't hurt and, and you were ready to book a next match, who would it be? Who, who would you uh, call out? Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'd call out anyone. It's just anyone, you know, for the British title in the division. If the British title was vacant and me and whoever got, you know, got put in there, I, w- I wouldn't be bothered who it was in this division. You know, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm good enough to beat anyone. So, I'm looking forward to you know next year and of uh, getting myself into these big fights because I'm more than ready to do it. You know, I believe you are. It's 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 unfortunate that this you got this little hiccup in the way, and now you're gonna have to wait till March. Um, what what is it? What is it that you possess that you believe uh, helps you be the best you can be and and the better man in the division? <clears throat> um, you know, I, I think speed and, and boxing ability. I yeah. don't think many many of the lads in, in, in my weight have got the, the boxing or the ring IQ I've got. Um, you know, a lot of them rely on the power. Um, and I rely on, you know, boxing people and, and being smart in the ring. You know, I don't take many punches. No, I'm, not talking, I'm not taking many punches in, in, in my career. Um, in, in the eight rounder with Steve Collins, um, I barely took any. So, you know, I think I think a lot of the, I think a lot of people struggle to to actually land punches on me, and right. and once you get through the round and you know the rounds are going on, I think that'll really frustrate people. Um, what do you believe to be one of your weaknesses, if you have any, and uh, what are you doing to improve on it? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I could probably <laughs> probably throw some. I don't know. I well, never really thought about it to be honest. Probably, you know, not knocking people out. I, I probably yeah, it's it's a we it's I've not had one, so I could I could probably say that, yeah. Uh, honestly, honestly, I don't, it doesn't even matter that you haven't knocked anybody out because definitely <laughs> you do outbox them yeah. and you do move you do move very agile, man, for for a cruiserweight. Yeah. Um, is is there anything like do you work on stuff to help with that movement? Uh like how are you? Uh, no, I find I actually find it quite hard in the gym to um you know when when my dad will say, you know, keep move keep moving your head, keep moving your head. But I find it hard to actually train it. It's more like it's more like reactions. 
so it's more like when I spar, I, I, I'll see like a, a little flick in the shoulder or then I'll, I'll know a certain punch is coming. It's more like reactions and reading your opponent more than, you know, just coming in bobbing and weaving, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Um, say uh, five, ten years, where do you see, you? see yourself? Where would you like to be? Well, if, hopefully, you know, on the world on the world stage, that's that's everyone's dream, and I think I'm good enough. And you know, these next two years are vital for me. Got to, got to, you know, British title. You know, I'll be the first. I think, don't quote me on it, but I think it'll be the first British champion from Liverpool in the cruiserweight division. Oh wow! So you know that 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 would be amazing as well. Um, and then you know, go from there. You know, the the the, the path. You know, British. European, you know, beat some world-level opponents. And then, you know, who knows, world titles and, and whatnot. But, you know, my main focus now is, you know, get myself to that to that British title now. Right. Um, if, um, okay, for anybody out there who doesn't know who you are, which uh, which of your 11 wins would you say was the best display <clears throat> of, uh, of your skill set? I would say, um, I would probably say the Steve Collins fight. You know, that was my first real test. Right. And, you know, a lot of, you know, not everyone thought I was going to come out of that, you know, with, with, with the win. And there's a few news articles saying it's going to be an easy win for Collins. Um, you know, and I had, I had that and he started the, started the fight okay in the first round. And then after that, after that first round, I completely took over. I controlled the pace. Uh, yeah, you know, jabbed us, kept jabbing. Uh, my skill set was really was shown in that fight. I, I had him hurt a few times. And um, I would say that's probably my best fight. And then probably after that would be Ken Kapanen. Um, but mainly because of how I beat him. It was a, it was a shutout. Um, you know, I don't think he landed the punch on me. And and he's um he's a a, a brilliant opponent. You no, know, for the lads starting off, he can cause an upset against anybody. I think after the fight with me, he went on and won two fights on the bounce by knockout. So he was um I would say he was in the in the four round fights anyway. He was definitely one that could have easily went wrong. Right. Uh can you run us through a day of training camp uh like as as you were coming up or say let, let's just say your hardest training camp run us through well, a day I would, the hardest I would say it was this i would say it was this camp obviously it was it was my first supposed to be a, a 10 round fight right. um so i had i would have a i usually train about 12 o'clock boxing so sometimes i would have a run in the morning then go boxing then go seven conditioning in the night um then we would more than likely spar on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, do seven conditioning the night after the Monday session. Tuesday would be boxing and cardio. Uh, we introduced a rowing session in the night, which was um, 10 rounds, three-minute rounds. You had to hit eight, 800 metres every round with a minute rest. So that, that, that was wow. good. That was so. Um, <laughs> um, so I was doing the rower, me running, stem conditioning, and me boxing. I was two to three sessions a day, 
um, six days a week. Wow. Um, wow. So that that was tough, and, and sparring was I think I done four ten round spars, um, a couple a few eights, and then at the at the beginning of camp we we done a few sixes. Right. But yeah, this this camp is definitely the hardest. Is there any part of the camp that you hated doing? Uh, <laughs> probably the rowing, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it, so, yeah. it sounds pretty rough, yeah. man. Eight hundred yeah. meters, you had to reach at every round. Yes, yeah. that's, that's got to that be was tough. Yeah, that was uh, that was meant. That was more. That, that was your mentally, uh, your mental strength more than. Uh, the, well, the physical part of it was obviously hard, right. but the mental side of it as well was was just it was grueling. That's yeah. That sounds that sounds real. <laughs> I don't I don't envy you at that point, man. <laughs> Holy crap! Um, yeah. If if uh, you walk away from the sport tomorrow, what would you want to be remembered for? Um, I would just say probably the Collins fight. It was my first headliner. Um, I boxed. I fought a block box brilliant. Um, you know, and beating an opponent like Steve Collins Jr. Right. The way I beat him, I think I beat him seven rounds to one. Yeah. Um, that that was a doesn't really get the credit it deserves in the in in the boxing world. Um, but I would probably say that yeah. Excellent. Um, when you're ready to retire and, and hang it up, um, any plans to teach, you know, uh, pass it forward? Um, I would probably go into into coaching, yeah. I would probably go into coaching. Um, not sure if it would be amateur or pro, right. um, but I would definitely go into it. I think I love the sport too much not to. Right. Um, if you could, you know, give advice to any of the young kids coming up, um, you know, what, what would it be? Yeah, um, you know, they just got to work on your skill set. Try and keep your, try and keep the egos aside and train hard and, and work hard because, you know, you can have all the talent in the world. And my dad always says, and if you don't train hard enough, you know, in the end, it might not at the beginning, but in the end, you know, t hard work always beats talent. And if you've got both, and you, you should go on to do great things. Right. Um, <clears throat> do you want to be loved or do you want to be feared? <laughs> I'm, I, either or. You know, I'm just, I don't, I doesn't really, I don't really think about that side of it. I just want to go in, do my job and get the wins and keep winning until, until I get to, to, the, to the level that I think I should be at. Right. With boxing, you know, boxing being, you know, pegged as having so much, politics and bull crap going on behind the scenes what's uh what's the biggest obstacle uh, that, that's been put in front of you that you've had to you know climb over so far in your career i think um it's mainly you know it's it's hard for a lot of the for a lot of boxers like myself you know i've had 11 fights now i've had one one fight on the big stage you yeah. know the small hall shows are hard you know you've got to you've got to go out there and sell tickets that have right. your balls and 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 do a lot of hardware you know and and i think with the, a lot of the lads if you can't sell up to 100 tickets you know you, you're not you're not able to fight i'm you know one of the lucky ones you can you can shift out a, a few tickets and but you know it's not it's not always that it's not always the case you know some of the good boxers who who've left the sport haven't been able to achieve what they can achieve because you know they're not ticket sellers and to be, it shouldn't be like that. It should be based on how good you are, 
it shouldn't be based on how many tickets you sell. Um, and you know, I think boxing is, I think boxing's struggling a little bit at the minute. Outside the super fights, you look at the, you look at um, organ organizations like the UFC, and you know they've set the bar high, and right. people people are out there moaning about you know fight how 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 their fighters getting paid, but if you look at the exposure they get from the UFC right it's just crazy you know a lot of if you're on the ufc you know you can make a lot of money outside the sport as well right whereas in boxing unless you're one of the mega stars you're not you're not really doing it so i think boxing's gotta somehow find a way to start competing again in the mid-level of the sport right you know the mega stars they're fine you know they're they're in the the, the big big money but, yeah you know the, the lads my level and the mid-level it's not it's not the case i know it's it's almost like they've left it up to you with uh you know with the with the way social media has blossomed yeah. and all, all these different platforms it's like they've left it up to the boxer to self-promote now and yeah you know these promoters are just sinking you know their time and money into the big stars which in turn hurts you guys because a you know 11 fights yeah and then you're in the situation you're in um really what what do you think they need to do to change it I think I think everyone needs you know a fair share of I wouldn't say money you know fuck the money I think everyone just needs a fair share of being you know noticed you know and whether that's you know boxing on the telly or if you're good enough you should you should be given the platform to do so and then you can you can build a fan base after that but you know it's how can you build a fan base when you haven't got the the uh, the platform to do so right do you know what i mean it, it's it's a hard one it is but i think we've got to somehow find a way to do it right and you know what if, if you love the sport you're going to do everything you can to do it right yeah you know what nathan it's been a great interview man it's been great talking to you i don't want to keep you too much longer i know you're probably a very busy man um i would love to have you back on the show in the future uh definitely keep us updated with uh with the with the injury and then how you're doing um, just stick around. I'm going to sign off and uh, I'll say my goodbyes. To all Tycoon Fight fans, thanks for tuning in to today's special episode of Knuckle Up with our man Nathan Corliss. Guys, definitely be following this kid's career. Big things in his future. Definitely going to see a world belt around his waist and that British title. So you know what it is. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same channel. New prospects.